0: Shabbat Shalom, everyone.
1: Shabbat Shalom.
0: Welcome back to the Hebrew Congregation of Houston, episode 183. 183, the Hebrew Congregation of Houston. It's good to be in the house again. And so um, I want to send out condolence to the Johnson and Ritchie family. Um, my cousin, uh, Sherman Ritchie, passed away, car accident. I know uh, Rabbi had a nephew that passed away, so going uh, condolence to their family, and so uh, there's things going on, and that's why we have to live out each day and do what we're supposed to do and be in position, right? Um, that death angel doesn't discriminate from old to young to whomever, white, black, whatever, and so let's just keep everyone in prayer and lift them up, and so um i'm easter 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 keeping it real today and so my topic today is uh pray for the seed pray for the seed okay what is she talking about first of all let's talk about the meaning of the seed the seed means what a unit of reproduction capable of developing into another such unit a seed is a man's what semen and a man's sperm the woman has the egg The man produces the seed, right? And so um, in religion, what's the meaning of seed in in a religious aspect? uh, It means give the first, like a sower or a seed for your miracles and for your needs. So a lot of times people uh, talk about sowing the first seed. Okay. And so um, what's the spiritual way we can use as uh, the seed? And so there's different seeds we can sow, right? And the topic is pray for the seed. Pray for the seed. I want you to get this. Uh, you can sow a seed of grace, a seed of joy, love, anger, hatred, selfishness, they're different seeds. And whatever seed you sow, that's what the fruit is gonna bear, right? That's the harvest that you're gonna get on what you sowing. Catch that. If you if you're sowing love and grace and joy, that's the harvest you're gonna get. If you're sowing hatred, selfishness, and and, and, and anger, that's that's gonna be your harvest. Now Genesis, let's go biblically. Genesis 1 and 12 says, I sow my seed in faith, knowing that the law of seed time and harvest is always at work. Sowing your seed. So prayer is a supernatural. So we talk about praying for the seed. So prayer is a supernatural seed that can never die, right? When you pray on that seed, P-R-A-Y. And it will inevitably yield uh, fruit, the fruit of prayer ripens with time. Why is she, what is she talking about, okay? A lot of times a seed is gonna grow in what? Good soil. A seed is gonna grow in good soil. What's the soil, you are the soil, because you come from good soil, Uh, uh, Adam and Eve and Noah and Shem and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob Israelites. We are the soil we're producing good seeds we don't have bad seeds now. Things can go astray, but we produce good seeds. What are your, your children your businesses, things that you are putting out, all your seeds are good. And you gotta speak that in, in existence. You gotta know who you are. You have to stay focused as an Israelite. Why Why is she telling us this? Because our children, our generations, we have to know that we. there's no, it doesn't matter where they are, how far they're away, you can pray P R A Y on that seed and produce things supernaturally on your seed. And so, when that seed sometimes goes astray, which I'm, I'm talking about children now, because we got to get this right for the next generation. There's situations for them, like the pressure of life and stress and entertainment. The devil and curses and world lies and world hates and worldly peer pressure, and even the mistakes that we have made that sometimes make that seed go astray, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But we can prey on that seed. You got to know your power. You have to know your ability. You got to know what's going on in the supernatural. You got to know who you are. That you can pray on that seed and it's gonna line up. It's gonna get right. It doesn't matter how the situation look. It doesn't matter how far away they've gone. It doesn't matter what has happened and what situation has has broken between y'all and this little uh, fleshly worldly stuff. You can pray that seed back. Do you believe that?
3: Amen. Amen.
0: Yahshua even said you can move mountains a mustard seed. He talked about a mustard seed. What makes you think you can't move mountains in your child's life. I don't care what they say the world the Ada and they're hyper or they got this and they got that and they need medication D that. that's your seed. I don't care if they have autism and stuff there's there's things they can still you can still pray for that seed I don't care if they was in prison and they murdered somebody whatever the situation is that is your seed you pray for that seed when they get out their whole life can change you don't know what their end of their destiny is don't give up on your seed. Pray for your seed. Pray for your seed. That's the harvest, your generation. That's the true harvest. Let's go to John. I wanna end with John 9 and 13. You go to John 9 and 13 says, as the father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. It says, "If you keep my commandments, and that's don't work, keeping His commandments, because like I said, sometimes those parents have done wrong. Because we, we, we just did. We're not perfect, but we, we came back. We came back into into the circle. We're not outside anymore. Keeping His commandments, you abide in My love, just as I have kept My Father's commandments and abided in His love." These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy, your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I has loved you. Greater love has no one. Greater love has no one that is that is to lie his life down for his friend. Yeshua, sending his son, laid his life down for us. It talks a lot about his children and how much he loves us and how we love our children. And I want you to know that you can make a difference. You can pray on that seed and things will change. You keep praying on that seed. You're moving mountains. You keep having faith in what you're praying for, for your children, for your grandchildren, for your great-grandchildren. And watch things move. Trust them. It's too big for you. A lot of these situations is way too big for you. Lean not on your own understanding. Always acknowledge him. You trust the Lord. You trust the power that you have and that he's given you. Greater are the ones who've not seen him that believe in him. You give Him his word, but I haven't seen you, but I trust you, Lord. I believe in you. I know who I am. I know you're my father. You're my Abba. I I need your help Lord. My child is in this situation, or I've done this wrong, and I need you to get us back to get this this relationship back right. Anybody want to add to this. And and I, I chose this topic, because a lot of parents are going through right now. With situations with their children, and this worldly persona of what we supposed to do, and putting pressure on them—you got to go to college. You got it. You got to do this, and and it, it, it's it's pressure, and it's destroying relationships, and the entertainment industry, and money, and hatred, and strife. And it's Egypt that we in, and and telling you that they can lay down with the same sex and it doesn't matter as long as you love that person. All the stuff that they're feeding them and then the parents are starting to hate the kids because they're gay and they don't know what to do. Pray, pray, pray for your seed. It's too big for you. It's too much. The devil's doing his job. Are you doing yours? Are you standing in the gap? you don't have to go through all that arguing and cursing and getting on the phone calling everybody get on your knees and pray for your seed and know who you are and know your power and watch God work anybody want to add anything?
1: I think that's uh, you made a thought come to my mind. You know, I, I was just sitting, I said, what would I do? If one of my children came to me and said that they were gay or homosexual, what would I do? You know I have to remember that they are my children no matter where they are, no matter where they find us. I may not agree with the path that they've chosen, but they're still going to be my children. I'm going to love them. I may not agree, but I'll love them, and I will pray over them and pray for them. I won't try to force anything on them, but I would teach them well, they've already been taught. They made it, they make it usually they've been taught, they just make that decision. But um, I understand that it's a spiritual thing. That is a spiritual thing that's going on. And and a lot of people tell a lot of times we're mocked, you know, for saying that's a spiritual thing. And, you know, not being trained properly in how to deal in spiritual matters in most instances we uh, kind of do some of the wrong things and, and, you know, try to force things on people. So our greatest thing is to pray, right? Pray for them, uh, remember them, and lift them up, keep them before the Father, and, and pray that we change. Right? Pray that we change in our hearts um, uh, to, again, love. Love in spite of. Love no matter what. Love. Uh, people and you know even today I mean right now at this moment some parent is kicking their child out of their house and it's probably the worst thing you could ever do to kick them out I mean it's you know it's it's a very controversial thing but um, you know I I won't go back to what it is in the scripture because it's very it's a hard thing the way our forefathers had to deal with it's very you know But our father left room for mercy. He didn't leave room for mercy. So, you know, it's it's a very challenging thing to deal with. But remember this, always love. Uh Be motivated by love. And I'll just leave it at that.
3: I agree with you on that, Rabbi. I have a where I know of one, might be a few, but in my, my family bloodline, and it was just, you had to, well, I had to accept him for his chosen lifestyle. But as we accept them because we love them, we still have to show the presence of the Lord in our lives because somewhere they got tricked. Yeah. And we don't know where because, we, you know, you, when they leave, they they saw us and and we we planted we 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 brought them up the way that they should go. We they went to worship with us, but then when they go outside the home for college or just leaving the home, they, they're out there and they've been, you know, they're they're being introduced to a whole lot of stuff and something happens. The the best way I can say it, they they got tricked, but. Again, if we just love them and 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 live the righteous life before them, then, uh, like he said, if we just keep praying for them, it, it it'll be all right. And and we definitely the next point is, we definitely have to pray for our seed. Uh, even again, you mentioned that someone is going to putting that child out of their home because of. Uh, having the wrong lifestyle or just something else that they just don't agree with. Um, We have to love our seed. We have to pray for them because once they do leave and at some point in time they want to come back, we we should be loving them enough because God, the whole thing about our Lord is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to forgive them we have to be able to forgive self and then forgive them as they forgive us because they're coming when they come back, they're coming back because they remember something that you taught them. My father and mother always told me, you can leave, but you can always come back home. No matter what, you can come back home. So when 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 they remember those words. The only place they can go is home. So when they come back home, we got to show that love and affection, and still live the righteous life in front of them. Now keeping it real was good.
2: Yeah.
0: Thank thank yeah. y'all thank y'all so much for your your input. And these are these are men of God. These are leaders right here, uh, saying this. And I've always told my son, the door is always open for you to come back home. And this world has beat up on our children we know the rape that has gone on from our ancestors when they were brought over here we, we the sodomy we, we know about all those spirits that has gone on that has beat up on our people. And that's why we have to keep praying. God has made his promises and we are standing on his promises. And even when they gave us this Bible and they twisted it and, and, and made it backwards and put it on Sunday and all the stuff they've done, we still had a foundation to stand on because they never thought we would be able to read. And then we mm-hmm. were able to read the Bible. So we still had something to stand on, right? Yeah. And now we're getting the whole truth. We're getting the whole picture. We know that those are our people. So They didn't want us to know where we even came from, our history. It was like you didn't come from anything but a boat, some slave, some cotton fields, and, and and tobacco and some wineries. Stop it. The gig is up. We know who we are. Mm-hmm. And knowledge mm-hmm. is power. And we have the Amen. power.
2: Amen.
0: And in our prayer life, we have that power. No matter where our seed is, no matter where our chosen is, we can pray upon that foundation because we, we've taken them to church. We've done that church thing we were supposed to do. And that was a start. That was enough. That little seed, that little mustard seed, yeah, just eat a little yeah. bit, Lord, just a little taste. It's of. It. The
2: mm-hmm.
0: And then I just pray for the rest. And he had us take off to find out the knowledge of where we should be right now. Mm-hmm. And it's only getting better and better.
3: Yes, yes, yes.
0: We love you, Lord, and we trust you, and we thank you. Don't give up on your seed. Keep praying for your mm-hmm.
3: seed. Amen. Even when it doesn't Amen. look
0: right. So what?
2: Don't give up.
0: Sin is mm-hmm. sin. We sin too. We've done bad. Pray- Don't give up on your seed. Keep praying for them. Does that mean you got to let them cuss you out or beat you up or oh no. But you keep praying for them and when you leave that door cracked open so when they are ready to come back, they can come back in. Amen. Who are you God left it open for you, he still loves us Mm -hmm. copy kind of love we're talking about.
2: yeah.
0: What what fruit, what fruit are you bearing. Mm. quit gossiping about your children and call around and get down on your knees and pray for that seed and watch God work, talk to him about it, gossip to God about it, tell him (laughs) about it, that song, tell him all about it. Mm -hmm. This is for somebody today. This is for somebody. Because I'm dealing with a lot of of people around me talking, telling me about their children and what the situation looked like, you better pray for them, because you have power. You better tap into it,
2: hmm.
0: and I'm going to pray a a, a, a a quick song. We love you all for tuning in, the Hebrew congregation. We talk about these life issues that Easter keeping real about these secular life issues that we have that we just need to discuss. And I and I, I want you to tune in every Saturday. I want you to get this message, and we love you. This is for everybody. Like, oh, this is the Hebrew? No, you. This is for everybody. You read the Bible, this is what it all says. Don't try to separate us. Yeah, we the Hebrews, we the original Jews. We are love, we are joy, we are people, we are of grace, we are forgiving folks. We invite you in. I'm gonna play a quick song and then we're gonna go into our food, which is our word. Thank you, Lord. We do not own any rights to the music. They even lied about his name, Yeshua. Thank You hallelujah. You
2: home, Jesus, you home,
0: Jesus, you home, Thank
3: you <laughs>
0: After the song, we're gonna ask you, Apostle, more just going to prayer, please. After the song. We invite you in, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. We can't do it without you. Thank you, Lord. Help us, forgive us, teach us bolder. Hallelujah.
3: Praise Apostle your name, Lord.
0: You can go into prayer
3: for us. Thank you. Hi, is It's Shana. We come this morning thanking you for your loving, and kindness and mercy. We're going to, for a prayer, we're going to read part of Matthew 6. When the disciple asked him to teach them to pray, he said, pray in this manner. forever. And Father, let the words that has already been said and the word that is coming from the rabbi, let it fall on teachable spirits, on itching ears. Let it pierce the hearts and bring comfort to those people who are out there, parents who are out there, aunties, uncles, cousins who who, who have an issue or who are hurting for the subject that has already been discussed. Give them patience, patient, and let them be able to wait and see the glory of you. We pray for all the ones who have gone astray, and we thank you that someone will come in their lives, shining a light, that will bring them out of darkness back into your bright light. In Jesus' Yeshua's name I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much for the prayer. Blessed are you, Yahweh, our power, King Universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us <laughs> to study the Torah. Therefore, we beseech you our undeniable our power to make pleasant. The words of your Torah, in your mouth and in the mouths of your people, the house of Israel, so that we, our descendants and our descendants of your people, the house of Israel, may all know your name and study your Torah. Blessed are you, Yahweh, our power, who teaches the Torah to your people, Israel. Blessed are you, Yahweh, our power, King of the universe, who has chosen us from among all the nations and given to us your Torah, Blessed are you, Yahweh, who gives us the Torah. Thank you so much. We're coming from Rabbi Al Shalom Binyakov, Exodus uh, for our Parashah 27 through 30, Exodus 27 through 30, up to the 10th verse. And our new Parashah for next week will be Exodus at the 30th verse, 11th chapter, through 34, I'm sorry, 30th chapter through 34th chapter up to the 35th verse. So that's the new parasha. Thank you, Rabbi Ashlaum bin Yakov, our first lady, sister Lisa, all the pastors, minister, apostle, preachers, and teachers and rabbis, we love you. And you have the screen.
1: Okay, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. I pray that you know who you are, and more importantly, whose you are. That we are welcome here again. Well, another Shabbat and sharing in the word uh breaking of bread. Uh, this parashaw um is very interesting for me. Um I want to focus most on in this parashaw, this today's teaching, because we do this every year, but today I want to kind of focus on the sanctification. Being set set apart, and how it can affect—maybe if we if we discuss it, how it can affect um, those around us. Okay, those around us. We live our lives for other people. We generally we should not be living our lives specifically for ourselves. The things that we do in our lives, the things that we go through, should be to help someone else. Find their way back to the Father, because all things uh, belong to Him. Everything that's created belongs to Him, and He has set certain uh, commandments or uh, statutes in the universe, and they're always at play. And we say this all the time, and I say this over and over. I repeat it over and over again. The commandments are for all time in all places. Uh, the Ten. They are universal laws, universal commandments. And in our dispensation, our Father has chosen a, a seed. As we, Earlier today, we talked about the seed, praying for the seed, where there is a seed that is a set-aside seed or a set-apart seed that is supposed to represent our Father in the earth. Again, it's that, that seed is for the nations to find their way to the Father to operate, to find them how to operate in accordance to the laws of creation, the laws of nature. Um, And so we have the spiritual laws and we have the natural laws that are in the earth. And we are a bridge between the spiritual laws and the natural laws, okay? We are to be a bridge and an example to the nations if we're going to emulate our father. Uh, Earlier on in in Easter, keeping it real, we were talking about forgiving our children and forgiving ourselves, you know, and praying for changing ourselves to understand them and to love wherever they are, you know, always have the door because our father has left his door open for us. I I know the lifestyle that I've had, you know, if, if, if all things have been in place, I wouldn't be here today. Well, I, I would be here but I'd be in a much worse condition than I am but because of grace and mercy somebody else prayed for me you know those that went before them, they prayed for me Amen. they were always praying for me and you know and in turn I learned that from them so I pray for my children and I pray for all the family and all the families especially Israel okay and 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 I'm saying Israel, and I want you to understand that I'm saying Israel because many of us don't know that we're Israel, but I'm still praying for you. In the words of Yeshua Mashiach, uh, I came, the law for the lost children of Israel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and he said that properly lost, without hope in the world, without hope, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. Israel, we were lost when you don't know who you are and you definitely don't know who you are you're lost mm-hmm. Israel how many of you can really go back and see all the way back to being and where you came from Israel see but it's the the hope and the mercy of our father you know and and he sent his son to be an example to show us how to do it you know he sent that and uh, it is our responsibility once we come to the light. And, and uh, again, just looking at the, the scripture uh, at face value, taking it at face value, um, it's enough. But if you have a, a, a willing heart and a desire to know more about how to operate in the spiritual realm, it's there for you. It's there for you. But the Torah, the scripture, the 66 books that most of us read and study from should be enough. For you to make it in. Wide is the what? Wide is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow is the gate, right? And uh, you know, didn't, that didn't come uh from the brief out of show the New Testament, in case you didn't know that. That was written thousands of years ago. It was stated thousands of years ago, and it still reigns through the, you know, Enoch talked that very thing. Wide is the gate but narrow is the path. He gave an example about an ocean, getting to the ocean, how narrow it was. And you know about this life that I found about this life in in my studies, by the way, in my studies, this life on this earth, again, the narrow way means there's going to be challenges to get to that water. There's going to be challenges. Our life on this earth is filled with challenges, filled with challenges. And so again, it goes back again to what we said earlier. Parents, we pray for our children. We accept them where they are, and we work with them, we pray for them, and we gotta to, got to be a light for them. Because mm-hmm. the lifestyle and the life that they're in is gonna be a challenge. And, and and we need, Bill Withers said it best. We all need somebody to lean on. Lean on me. When you're not strong, I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. Mm-hmm. Lean on me. You mm-hmm. see? So that's what we, you know, we are our again. Back to the, oh, uh, back to the, as we call it, Old Testament in in. Vintage. Are you? He says, the man says, "Am I my brother's keeper?"
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's a good question. Am I? And and you know what? We are, we are. <laughs> you know, we are. Again, go, now. I go forward to the to the Breed of the New Testament says, this is how you know. When you have love for the brethren. When you have love for the brethren. See, that's when you know the love of the father is in you. Because you have love for you. No matter it doesn't say because they were doing the right thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because most of the time we're not doing the right thing.
2: Mm-hmm. But we
1: still have to love. We're commanded. We have to we have to be commanded to love. Because in ourselves, we can't do it. Amen. And, and and in this parish hall, Again, I said there's portions I want to look at. And it's parish where we talk about the Arianic priesthood and the Levites and how they had to be consecrated, meaning they had to be set aside for the service in the temple. And, and we look at the physical aspects. Of what they were going through, the seven days of rituals, you know, and all these, the the the, the 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 making of the garments and all, how they were supposed to be for beauty and for splendor and, and the covering of the head, how it was supposed to, and, and the stones, the 12 stones are supposed to be on the heart and they are supposed to be printed. And he was supposed to have them before him all the time in prayer. That's the natural realm. Yeshua came and showed us how it operates in the spiritual realm. He said, your body. Is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You see, know you not that you're not your own, but you've been bought with a price? People saying, I thought you were the rabbi. You know what? That's got nothing to do with the word. Amen. Rabbi means a teacher.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Rabbi is a servant, just like a preacher, evangelist, pastor, apostle, a prophet, servants. It's servitude. It's a level. And the higher you go in the rankings, getting close, the more of a servant you are. That's it. Praying for other people, living a lifestyle for other people, forgiving and teaching how to forgive. Forget about the rituals. That's the natural realm. They have a place. But that's in the natural realm. That's what you can see. But it's the spiritual realm. that Know you not your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. And 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 you are not your own, but you are bought with a price. You see, but there's a price that is paid for us. And when we go on to the natural realm, for Israel in the beginning, we're seeing lambs being slaughtered, and and the blood being offered on the altar, and the altar had to be cleaned up. They had to continue to clean that altar because that is a bloody mess. It's a bloody mess. So they had to continue to clean that altar. That offering, that uh, that offering, that altar rep- is your body. We have to continually clean this body, both physically and spiritually. You don't believe me? Don't take a bath for a month and don't wash up. Don't do no, don't, don't wash up. And then go out and try to preach somebody. They're gonna look at you, man. What's wrong with you? Woohoo! Woohoo! And you say you represent, woohoo, you represent woohoo, man. You better clean up. That's the physical aspect. Then there is the spiritual aspect. I know a brother that's really heavy in the word, but he's not a believer, but he knows the word. So he still needs to clean up on the spiritual realm and come back to acknowledge that our Father created all things. So there's a spiritual aspect. And so, what? how do we deal with this in the spirit? First, again, in the natural realm, you know, you get the oils and you put your dressing real nice, you clean, you know. The adversary comes as the angel of light and he's dressed real good and he speaks real nice. He's got he's he's more subtle than any other beast of the field, and he can trick you and to bring you in. He'll give you a little bit of the word because he's not consecrated, but he still has power to 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 to, def, to deceive, which is what he does. Mm-hmm. He's not consecrated, but he knows the word. You see. He's our adversary, but he looks good. He talks good, and he smells good. But his spirit man is not in line. Yeshua said, you did all these things. He said, well, Yeshua said? he said, you look good, you smell good, you sound real good. But I never knew you. State your case. Just state your case. He said, well, I went to the prisons. I went to the hospital. I, I did miracles in your name. I did all that. He said, but I didn't know you. You look good, you smell good, and you talk good, but you were not mine. I never knew you. See? So the consecration means that you acknowledge, right, that you first were in sin. There's not a soul that lived that had not sinned. So, consecration, you've got to admit that you made sin. commit because if you haven't you tell me i never made a sense why should i repent see that's the deception of the other side they believe the lie in order to get consecrated you've got to accept the fact that you are in this earth realm and in this earth realm you can be influenced to go to the right side or the left side or you can go to the up or down you can go you can go out of balance in other words everything that we do in israel it's to try to keep you in balance with the universe. And one of the ways you do it, again, is by consecration. Consecration will, a lot will help you in this walk and keeping balance in life, balance in all things, being able to show people the way, the narrow road. So the consecration of the, of the sons of Aaron, right, were that they were supposed to be an example, and they were supposed to go into the father. And represent the father, or should represent the people before the father. So they had to be consecrated or set aside. Their life, their lifestyle was meant to be different. You know the you know the true the and, the and the Levites were not able to. They couldn't just marry anybody. They couldn't. Now the Israelites, of course, they went to war. They could see a dance where they want. They could do it for the for the just for the Israelites. But for those that are consecrated. You ministers, I'm talking about you ministers, you can't, you can't just take anybody. So this is what, this is the guy, he said, you can't just go and get anybody on the street and, 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 and hang out with, and, no because you're going to pollute, you're going to find yourself polluting the sanctuary. Ask Solomon, uh, King Solomon, what happened? He just married anybody, all just for political, political reasons, he married them. And it, it was a snare because they were not consecrated. We have to be very careful in this thing. Consecration, setting yourself apart. We set ourselves apart because he called us to be set aside. You got to take some time. When you come to the knowledge, you have to take some time, separate yourself from those that you hung out with in the past, set aside a time, and start hanging out with the people that are going on their way. I say, yes, RL, those that are going to God. You got to start hanging with the people that are going to God, that are going in the right direction, that are following the the commandments. You see? Because if you stay out there on the other side, you never take the time out to be caught. This is what happens to many of us. We come in to to, to accept, again, if you accept Yeshua as as Hamashiach, or if you come into Torah, see, I'm hitting both sides. One side, you accept Yeshua HaMashiach as as your Mashiach. The other side, you just say, you come into Torah, and it's all good. It's all good because if you go into Yeshua, you're going to understand. You you should be taught, right, the commandments and how to live them. And it should be a law of love, right? That means you're not by the letter of the law, but you, you're a rhema word. You're a word that has compassion, understanding that all men make mistakes. And so you take them where they are and meet them where they are. That's the good thing about being in uh, messianics. Amen. It's the compassion. hmm Acceptance, you know, and 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 acceptance for the person where they are, and bringing them into the. And now, guess what? You go to the Torah on the on the as we call Orthodox side. It's the, it works the same way. It works the same way. You have to try both sides. Don't just listen to what what people say or, or, or go in and sit amongst the, the 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 Orthodox. Go sit amongst them and find out what's going on. You see, find out what they're doing, and 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 read that Torah, and find out what's going on, for the for the again, and then for the Orthodox, go over there and then start reading that that read How to shout that New Testament, that renewed covenant. Start reading that thing, and you find out that hey, well, 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 that's not that's not not much different, except for the fact that uh, they need, they did need come back to the Torah and other keep the Sabbath, and keep the feast. Other than that, man, the law of love is operating. Law of love, and it's operating in both camps. Now you can't look at. It's individuals in the camps because they're, again, the adversary is in both camps. If you don't think he's trying to operate in both camps, you better be, keep your eyes and ears open and you will see the wheat and the chaff. See, the wheat and the chaff, they're operating. So it's important, again, I go back to the fact that it's important for us to consecrate ourselves and to begin to, and a part of our consecration is not so much of you know, with the blowing the throwing the blood and all, we don't do that anymore because we're doing that on the spiritual aspect because the temple is gone. It means that we separate from those old relationships that are not going toward Yah. We have to separate from those old relationships, you know, the ones that want to take you out to the club, drinking devils, you know, hanging out and, and, and doing things that are, you know, doing things that are unseemly, that are not uh, conducive to the goodness of creation of the world system. So you have to, again, find those that are doing are going on their way to the Father and you learn. Be in discerning and see if everything that's going on is lining up with what the Word says. The good thing about it is in that consecration being set aside, accepting and asking the Father to, to open up His Spirit to you, within you, pour out His Spirit upon you, and you start to make changes in your life according to what the word has said. And that's the good thing about, you know, when you're led by the Ruach the, HaKunaj, the, is, is that it, it, it allows the word that you speak to have life in it. You ever notice that? That people that are really, you know, I don't care what camp you're in. I don't care. But, but the anointing working on a person uh have an effect on you. And depending on where you are, it can have a very profound effect on you. And that's why that that, that person has been consecrated and set aside. And when you watch the lifestyle, it's going to line up with what? What the word says. It's going to line up with the word. And like I said the person, the person is going to not make mistakes because, yes, yeah, they're going to make mistakes. But you'll find that they'll say, oh, man, I messed up. I lied. I repent of that. Oh man, I shouldn't have done that. I repent. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I did that, man. I just I'm sorry I did that. I, 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 help me. I won't do that again. If it's in my power, I won't do it again. That's the person. That's that's the, that's the congregation. That's the those are the people that understand the power of repenting, of saying I know I messed up. I'm going to repent. I don't want to do that anymore. And if you do it again, Though a, uh, throw a righteous man fall a thousand times, yet shall he rise. I don't care how many times you, make, you get up, you repent, and you get up and get back on the path. David, a murderer. What kind of witness is that? And then he's a man after Yah's own heart. Whoa, but he messed up. Amen. Mm-hmm. But it was the fact that he was quick to repent. You get back on. That's what we- yeah, that's what the consecration talks. About. See, that's what happens when you truly. You know, you gotta make sure that the people that are consecrating you. I mean, pouring the oil of anointing. we still do pour. We still pour the oil of anointing. We still do that, and those people that are anointed, you make sure. And see, that's why we have so many challenges, so many tests. You have how I many? You going know, going through the, the trials of being a deacon or or going into ministry and they take you take these classes and they and they're trying they're watching your lifestyle and they're asking you different questions and they're watching you to make sure that you're living a lifestyle, you know, and they watch you when you're going through challenges. And it's during the time when you you're, you're getting ready to go into ministry and they're watching you. Congregations do that and, and and synagogues, they do this, they're watching you. When you go and you're gonna you say you want to become uh go into the synagogue and become a Jew. There's a time of testing, a time of trial. They're watching your lifestyle. And everyone that you see laying the oil of anointing on, they've been challenged the same way. They were watched as they were coming up in their lifestyle so that when they pour the oil of anointing on, they understand that they have gone through what? The teachings and their life has changed. Not that they're walking again. Not that they've not made mistakes but they understand the importance of coming back and getting back in line. When you, how when you miss the mark, they understand about coming back. Peter denied messiah three times, thrice, thrice times he did it. And yet he was the pillar of the church. You got to read this thing, man. You ain't never read, ain't. I'm talking to my, my Jewish brother. Now you ain't never read the New Testament. You need to go over there and read that New Testament, man. Find out. Them Jews over there in the New Testament walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. And you're missing out on something because you're stuck in the letter of the law. And for you and these, my brothers, that are on the Messianic side, you're forgetting about the commandment. You forget, well, I don't need it no more. No, you got going to get back in there because we're working this thing together. We are our brother's keepers. So when the anointing, the people that are anointing you with the anointed oil, you have to make, and, and, and the good thing about it is, the good thing about it is, we have inside, we have those that are overseers that are making sure. Because we're always being challenged, and when they anoint, when that anointing oil is poured on you, the people that anoint you have been consecrated for that service. Now, here's another one, a little I want a little thing I want to throw out to you. Those of you, those of us that are going to consecrate other people into ministry, make sure you take some time for yourself and do some fasting, prayer, and re-dedicate, re-concentrate yourself. Because when you lay that anointing on, they put their hand on the goat's head, on the sacrifice's head, transferring sin off of them to the goat. So when you lay hands on somebody and you have not done properly, you're transferring to them hell on on earth. In other words, you're messing up their anointing and they wonder why they're having problems after they, I just got, I just got anointed into the ministry and all this trouble because somebody laid hands on you. It wasn't supposed to, they wasn't consecrated. You know, they probably went out to the prison, laying hands on somebody or went to the hospital, laying hands on somebody and forgot to go and and cleanse themselves. And they go right over there and, and lay hands on somebody else and transfer that thing over to you. My goodness, my goodness. The good thing about it, if you're already in Israel, it says, I've, I've read in studies that Israel, the spirits have no power over Israelite. So what happens is they don't have the power of you, but they, they're trying to influence you to the wrong side. Okay. And so you open up that gate, open up that doorway to allow them to try to influence. And so you have to, again, you have to recognize this, right? And run straight to the father. See, run straight to it. If you run to Mashiach, run to him. He's alive. You know, he's alive. And you notice I'm not afraid to say it because some people are afraid to even say that. But you come from where I am in the rabbinic area. You got to run to the Mashiach. You know, the rabbis, uh, you know, I'm doing this now. Y'all understand this. The rabbis talk about Mashiach. Talk about the Mashiach coming to their academies. If you read uh of uh, uh, some of the some of the 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 uh uh sages, they talk about the Mashiach coming to their synagogue. Now I'm talking about after the resurrection, coming into their synagogue, the Mashiach. I'm talking about Orthodox rabbis talking about Mashiach coming and visiting them, talking to them. So they know Mashiach is alive, but they won't tell you the name. Scripture tells you what the name is. You see. You gotta find out the name for yourself. But Mashiach is alive. He's always alive. He's at the right hand of the Father. Interceding on our behalf. No, we've been consecrated, right? So you understand that you have to set yourself aside. You have to repent of your sins. And then you and you get the and you, you know, if you need to fasting, take a day of fasting, take five days, six days, seven fast. Get your Get yourself set aside. Stay with the people that are anointed, that you know that are anointed, that you've watched your life, and, and stay there and get your anointed, get your consecration done so you can move forward. Now, what was I talking about? What was I talking about? My goodness. This is what you call a senior moment. <laughs> but, you know, this, this anointed is so you know, when you get into the word and you start flowing forward and, 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 and my mind is way over there somewhere. I'm thinking about something else right now. Thinking about we're going to... Uh, we talking
0: about David and the forgiveness yeah. that the Lord has for yeah. everyone.
1: Yeah. Cause, see, I went up in the glory of that for a little while. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, I had to remember, you know, uh not to go too far with that, you know, we talk about the rabbis and how we, you know...
0: How nobody's perfect. And you yeah, have yeah, to come amazing. back. And consecrate yeah. ourselves and come back.
1: Yeah, you have to. We have to, right?
0: And have yeah. to have love and compassion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That that's that gives you. That's in our DNA. Our love yeah. and our compassion we have for one another, yeah. and how how this world has been so treacherous to us. And the in spiritually, there's some things that that's off. But we gotta. We have to pray. We have to pray, and we have to love each, each other. And um,
1: yeah. You know, we do have common ground. We do have common ground, and the common ground is in Mashiach, right? The the common ground is in, why is it Mashiach? Why is that? Because no matter which camp you're in, you're talking about Mashiach, the the, the age when Mashiach comes and sets things in place, both sides, both camps. See, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get some unity going here, right?
0: And, and, right. and why, why are you talking about unity, the song that I played because the Daniels family usually sing, so they didn't come on so I just picked the first song, and it had Jesus in there, who we call JC, which is Yeshua. and we, you know, we acknowledge that because that's what we had at the beginning that's that mustard seed we talked about when we came over here into this Egypt, but it was enough to get us the truth to get us to our, our Yashua. It was enough to, to, to get us on the path and where we need to go to build that foundation to, to where we are today. Well, go ahead, Rabbi. Yeah.
1: So, you know, there is a common ground. And, and the thing about it is when you accept the yoke of Torah on you, you're actually accepting Mashiach in a way. It said in a way. You know why I say in a way? Because there are many that have accepted the yoke of Torah, but will reject Mashiach. And I'm not going to point, you know, at certain, but I, there are many. And you can tell in the lifestyle. When there's no no mercy, you know, uh, you did me wrong, so I'm going to do you real wrong. I'm going to, you know, do all. And and that's uh, something we have to be aware of. In this earth realm, that, oh, I was, oh, you know what I was going to do. You know, we talk about the anointing and the and the consecration, but I wanted to, I wanted to go and take you in this parashaw at toward the uh in that 29th chapter, going toward the 30, at the end of it, it talks about something that, that is that, that we have in the seventh month, and that is the day of atonement. See. So here's here's a thing. In our consec- when we're consecrating, right? Oh, yeah, when we're consecrating. And, and this thing, and this is perpetual, by the way, and we talked about this last year, I remember. We talk about it every year. We have the Day of Atonement, and it's a time with all of Israel. Now, here's, see, now, now, see, this is what messes up. See, it's in the scripture, it says perpetually. Now, it didn't say whether you had a temple or not. Because and this is one of the commandments where it doesn't have it has nothing to do with the temple. You can do this wherever you are. Day of Atonement. Once a year, right? Our Shia goes into the high place and he prays on our behalf. And he expects for us all of Israel, whether you call yourself a Jew or not, he expects all of us, right, to be consecrated. It's a day of fasting. That's a part of the consecration, the day of fasting, the day of atonement, that whole 25 hours you pray, you're fasting for the 25 hours, unless you have a, a, a something in your body that keeps you from doing it. But everyone else that is sound in body should fast for that 24 hours. This is in, this is in the scripture. It says, and the, the high priest, your Messiah is praying on your behalf. He is alive. He's at the right hand of the father. He's offering up spiritual spiritual sacrifices for us all, as a nation of people, not for just the Jews, but for the Israelites, all of those that have accepted and and taken the yoke of Torah on them. Again, this is where a challenge we may have on of our Christian brothers. You have to take a yoke up upon you, which is Yeshua Mashiach. He is the yoke, and that yoke is in the. He leads you to the commandments. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You have to understand that there's a reason why that's there. So come back, you know. And 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 again, if you haven't been doing the Day of Atonement, now you can do it this year. It's coming up in September. September, October, it's gonna be September. And you do the Day of Atonement.
0: Yes, that's you know, our right? Young Kapor for the ones who are listening. That's our yeah. Young Kippur, Rosh Hashanah Young Kippur. Then we have Purim coming up in March 23rd, mm-hmm. 24th. Right. These are our feast days.
1: You know, so we are we are consecrated people. We are a royal priesthood. You see, back in in as we're studying in this parachute, he's talking about the, the Jews, right? Or the Israelites. I shouldn't say Jews. The Israelites, talking about the Israelites. All right. Uh, and how he says, but we are all a royal priesthood. And so that means if you're a priest, you again, you read the story. It says you read the the, the, the documentary document documentations on it or documents on it. It says that you have to be consecrated. So if you're a part of this royal priesthood, then you need to consecrate yourself, right? Get yourself set aside, become a saint, sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost, all this good stuff, you know, and get led by the Spirit of God. And then Day of Atonement comes. You remember that you all through the years, somewhere along, you have made mistakes. So it's that one year, he is for the whole community of Israel, the whole nation of Israel. No matter where you are in the world, we are to be, we are consecrated. Through fasting and prayer, and we we and we renounce all broke, we get rid of all the oaths and stuff we made and promises broken promises. We get clear of all the broken promises, do all that stuff. Start afresh, start fresh new. Knowing that you've been forgiven. Forgiven. And before the day of atonement, you have a time, ta- you have 10 days' time to, to forgive anyone that is sending against that is sinned against you that you feel like they, you forgive them. That's a part of the consecration. Getting ready for it. So when you read this and you read that section, it's more to it than the, what you're reading there. Now, let me let me give you something else here. In, the, in this same, uh, in chapter 29, you know, and you go down to verse 38. All right, I'm going to do this quickly. It says, now this is what thou should offer on the altar. Now, this is what, this is, for today, you say, well, how, what does this have to do with us today? Remember, the temple is gone. There's no altar. But remember, know you not that your body is it what? Temple of the Holy Ghost, right? So we offer up spiritual sacrifices. So this started at verse 38, chapter 29 in the book of Exodus. This lets you know why in our prayer book, in our prayer book, right? Uh, in the prayer book, it's gonna give you uh, number, the book of Numbers, chapter 28, uh, and, and one through eight. All right. But this is how we offer up our spiritual sacrifice, and, and 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 this is how we do it. Okay. So you can do it in either Numbers chapter 28, one through eight, or you can do it out of this parashaw. It's just as good. Start at verse uh, 38 in the 29th chapter. And it says, Now this is what thou shalt offer on the altar. Two lambs or the first year, um, day by day, by day, continually. So we have prayer in the morning, right? That means day by day, every day, right? It says that uh, the one lamb thou shalt offer in the morning. One in the morning, that's your prayer. You do your prayer, right? And at the prayer, that lamb and the offering that you're giving, that's your uh, kiddish. That's your wine or your juice and your bread or your communion in the morning. You do communion in the morning. You have prayer. And you have communion, okay. What did Yeshua say when you pray, pray out like this manner? Our Father which out in heaven, right? Facing Jerusalem or facing east, depending on where you are, and you do your prayer. does not have to be elaborate, but we do have a, a sedur that gives 18 benedictions in it. That prayer, 18 prayers. Right? After you do the prayers, then you off you do your communion. That's all this is saying. I'm making it short for you, making it easy. That's your spiritual sacrifice. And you come, and you're you're doing what has been commanded perpetually perpetually okay and if you don't believe me ask Daniel if he didn't do it ask ask Solomon if he didn't do it ask Yeshua, did he do it ask Peter James and John and Matthew ask them what they did ask Paul did he do it can He it said can he do it yeah they did it can they do it yeah they did it he says it said and they and and uh it says the one that I shall offer in the morning and the other lamb shall offer uh, toward the evening. Again, that's your evening prayer. You do the same thing. He says, uh, and with the one lamb thou shall bring a tenth measure of, of flour, mingled with uh, the fourth part of a hen of beaten oil, and the fourth part of a hen of, of wine or grape juice, whatever you, you choose, for a drink offering. That's your kiddush. That's what we talk about, the kiddush, the bread and the wine, or your, what do you call it? Communion. Now, they're here in the oil. That's how you make, your your, your, you make your, your your cakes or whatever. You know, I got my bread sitting over there on the other side. I just did it this morning. But, you know, you, you, that's you know, it's done. All right? You have your communion. Make it easy. Have your communion. For all the Israelites that have been kiddush. Okay? He says, And the other lamb thou shalt offer toward the eating, and shall do it according to the meal offering of the morning, and according to the drink offering of it, for a sweet savor. And offering made by fire to the Lord. This is our spiritual sacrifice. Okay, because again, you can do this in no matter what country, no matter where you are, you can do this. You can do this. We do. And again, this is a part of our consecration. By the way, this helps us to stay within. When you do these things, see, they have a spiritual uh, connotation to them. There's a spiritual. Though you're doing it physically, it has a spiritual power to it. Even the washing of the hands, you know. Not to the yadim. It has a spiritual aspect to it. That's why we do these, and this is what helps us to stay within balance. If your heart is right, it helps you to be in balance. And when things are going different in your life that it shouldn't be, you realize that somewhere you're out of balance. You have to get back in balance. These things are for us to get in, to stay, and remain in balance. Okay. That's why they're there. Now this, I mean, that's a little bit deeper than the the surface, but I'm just giving you a little little more advanced teaching. There's a, the reason why we do these things is because they help us stay balanced. All right? It's important. You look at it and say, well, that's a, no, no. These things are done to keep us balanced. Okay? This shall be a, it shall be a continual Burnt offering throughout your generations. That's why we do it spiritually today. We do it what? We do the prayer. That's our spiritual sacrifice. And then we have the communion after in the morning and in the evening. All right. It says, it uh, uh, says at the tent of the door of the house of meeting, right? It says, he says, where I will meet you. So when you do this, guess what it says? It says, where I will meet you to speak there to thee. So when you're doing your prayers and you're there, to, guess why you get a, a download. That's why you're getting those downloads. You start praying. You start doing what you're supposed to do. You start getting in balance. You start getting downloads because he's there to meet you. All right? He said, and there will I, well, I meet the children of who? Israel. that We call y'all Israel, lost children of Israel. We're looking for the lost children of Israel. I'm talking to you. I'm trying to get you back in balance. I'm trying to get you on, you know, in line with, with the, the laws of nature, the laws of heaven that's all we try to do laws of nature laws of heaven our father is in heaven and the earth is our mother he says he formed us out of the of the, of the dirt when we were red clay he formed us out of it. that makes the earth our mother and we're supposed to honor our father and our mother our father which out in heaven hallowed hallow be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread right to forgive us our trespass as we build those trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, huh? but deliver us from the evil. Deliver us from the evil. For thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory forever. Amen. If you that's if that's all the only prayer you know, say it and then have your communion. Because it works, brother. It works. If we're doing 20, if we're doing 18 benedictions a day, it's the same thing as saying the Lord's Prayer. Lord's prayer, give it to you quick and easy. All right. He says, now it says, and it shall be a it shall be sanctified by the, by my glory. So when you do this, he's sanctifying it. He's doing it. He's doing it. So I said there's a spiritual aspect and a natural aspect. The father does his part. You do your part. He'll do his part. Actually, he's already done his part. He's waiting on us to do ours. He's already done it. He did it at the beginning of, of the creation. The lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth, or the world. The lamb was slain before the foundation, so he already did it. Been done. Now he says, You do your part. And I will sanctify it. I will set it aside. I will set you apart. I will set you apart. Because you are a living sacrifice. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. The flesh has already been
0: condemned.
1: Already done. The Holy Spirit convicts us. Already done. See, he's already done it. He's waiting on us to do our part. He's done his part. He's, we don't have to worry about the father. He's already done it. Okay, he says, and I will sanctify the tent of meeting. You are the tent of meeting. You will be sanctified. You see? And the altar, your heart is the altar. Right? And he says, I will also sanctify both Aaron and his sons. then it goes on says, and it goes on and says, and I will dwell amongst the children of, of Israel, and I will dwell amongst the children of Israel, that's you, that's me, the people, you saw all, those that are going to him, he will, he will be there, and he said, I will be their God, earlier I said, I know this young man had a lot of knowledge, but he didn't believe, well, he said, but that means he's not his God, he said, So I will be their God, okay, and they shall know that I am the Lord their God. And we will know he is. And he says, that brought them out of the land of mizraim that brought you out of the world system. mizraim represents the world system. He brought us out of the world system, okay, that I may dwell amongst them. If you wonder why he's not, you don't feel him, you don't experience him, because you're still tied up in the world system. You're being led by the world system, all right? When we do those things that we're supposed to do, and he has sanctified you, he has set you aside, set you apart. You will experience his presence, his Shekinah. You will experience it, and you will see the manifestation of it. All right? You will. You will. He said, I am the Lord their God. He is the Lord our God. He is so. I say, know who you are. Who are you? He said, I'll be their God. I'm your God. Whose are you? I belong to my father. So do you know who you are? I'm asking, do you know who you are? And now now tell me whose you are. So you can know who you are and still not know whose you are. Some people believe they belong to their, you know, believe they're, oh, I'm a member of such and such church and I'm certain, uh, I don't ask you about none of that. I don't care about none of that. I want to know whose are you? I don't care about what synagogue or what, what church or what temple you go to. I want to know whose are you. Whose are you? You know who you are. Now tell me whose you are. And, and, and show me in your lifestyle. Let me. I'm going to watch you. I'm going to sit back and watch you see what you do. You know, And while I'm watching you, you be watching me see if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Because if I point my finger at you, bam, that thumb is pointing right back at me. right? So that means I better get my act together. I got that beam in my eye. I got that big old log in my eye. I'm talking about you got a little something going on. You got a little toothpick in your, head, but I got this beam in my eye at some point. No, you got to get it right. You got to get sanctified. You got to get consecrated. You got to be led by the spirit. Those that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So you got to get some anointing in you. That's what I'm all I'm saying. You got to get the spirit in you. Spirit of the word in you. Not just the logos. So a lot of people know the logos, but then it is not a living word in them. And in order to get the living word, you've got to get the be led by the spirit of Yah, our Father. You can call him Father, but you got to be led by a Spirit. Okay? And then you know who you are and whose you are. Because you're being led by the Spirit. It's that tells you whose you are. Because you begin to operate in love. You begin to 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 bestow on people. You are a bestower and you get you are a giver. You know, not just I'm not talking about money, I'm talking about you're a giver of life. Cause your lifestyle reveals who you are. More than who you are, reveals who you are. You know, instead of downing people because of their sin, no, try to show them how to get, get out of that sin. You know, by lifestyle leading, little by not by beating them on the head with a stick. They used to beat us with that. You know, it, it, policemen had this, this flapjack, they hit you, hit it when it hit you, brr, you know what you call that, right? Y'all don't know it, yeah. If you ain't from the '60s, you don't know about that. That N-beater, <laughs>
3: that N-word <laughs> beater, that, that black jack.
1: Yeah, that black jack. But it hits you. It's like it hits you. And it and it hits you more than one time. You hit it one time vibrates it, and like, swing. like got a spring in it. That oh. baby yeah. hurt too. That baby hurt. They be doing again. it over
0: there in Singapore too. They still beating people with those sticks.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so we don't want you to beat them cause the here with that. We just want you to love them, you know. She has some grace. <laughs> it's a mercy right right, right. Yeah, show uh, some
2: yeah.
1: love <laughs> some love show a lot of love a whole lot of love because mm. i I had to do that because to be honest, i I need a lot of love because I, I mess up so much. <laughs> you know <laughs> we are I messing up I mess up when i'm I'm dreaming I'm messing up. I walk by myself in the desert. I'm still messing up something. i figure some kind of way, you know to mess up something. Is that that picture I got back there in the desert. Coda Lisa and I was there. I think that's that's Egypt. Took that picture. I could be out there in the desert by myself and still mess up. You know? So I st- I gotta repent all the time. That's what I'm saying. It does you know, it's not who sees you, it's who how who you see.
2: And you mm-hmm.
1: know? When what do you do when you're alone? See, you know, and you, Thought about this brother that did something to you. I would go there and just knock him out. Now you got to fix that. (laughs) You got to fix that. (laughs) Uh, Lust when it's it's conceived brings forth sin. Sin when it's finished brings forth death. You know, mm -hmm. you keep thinking about it, you're going to do it. You let it entertain it too much, you're going to do it. You know, nip it in the bud. All right. So that's a part of the sanctification. You nip it in the bud and all this kind of stuff. That's all good. Um, But I, I really wanted to just say this that. As the children of the Most High, um, those that are going toward Yah, our Father, we have to make sure that we separate ourselves from the world system. That's called sanctification or, and consecration. Consecration means we give our life to Him, we repent of our sin, and we start to walk in a different direction, right? And we, we pray that the Father grant us a portion of His Torah and pray for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that it would be manifest in our lives, so that we'd be led by the Spirit of God. And so that's how we become a consecrate. And knowing that our bodies uh, are, are temples of the Holy Spirit, and you represent a higher call, a higher office, you you represent heaven on earth. See, we are representing heaven on earth. And so it's very important for us to, to carry our vessels uh, and, and I, you know, uh, in a way that we can be an example to other people, live the life on this earth every day as if it's the last day you'll be here and that you want to leave a good impression. You want to say, when people meet me for the first time and the, and, and what will they say about me? What opinion? How would people refer to me? When I'm gone, I took a class when I was working in in the uh, uh, in secular society in corporate America, and I took this for leadership, a manager's course. And the one we had to write this paper about ourselves, our lives, and what we wanted to be on our tombstone. They paid us good money to take this class. What would you want people to write on your tombstone? You know what would you what would you want? How do you want to be remembered? what did you do for mankind what is your legacy what do you want to leave behind how do you want to be remembered you see and so as a child of the most high you know i want people to see that i had some kind of mercy and and grace and that i'm a person that you could talk to and i'm not going to down you no matter where you are no matter what you've done no matter where you've been, but I want to show you the right way, and hopefully I could be an example of how to do it. Okay, so think about that. Think about that when you're in the morning doing your prayers, in the evening doing your prayers, and you're having your libations in the morning and libations in the evening, and when you're walking around, and you're talking to the children, talking to the young folks, talking to your co-workers. Think about that. Think on that. How do you want them to remember you? What? Is, what is it, you know, what kind of example do you want to be? Especially to the children, the young folks. What kind of example? Stay in balance. Do the things that are in the scripture that are for today. You know, if you don't know what it is or what to go find a good teacher. There are many good teachers out there. There are scholars out there that can teach you that are full of the Holy Ghost. They're there. that are consecrated. And their life is dedicated to doing the right thing according to the word. Find those people that are there. Pray for them. They'll show up. They'll show up. You ask for it. Ask for it. He'll show them. They'll show up. There's many of them out there, men and women. Men and women. You hear what I said? Men and women. They're out there. Out there. Ready and willing to help you on the right path. Okay. Get on the path. So I'm gonna stop right there. I think I've I did pretty good, huh? Did pretty good. Mm -hmm.
0: Father God, we thank you, Lord. We come before you as humble as we know how. Father God, we ask for forgiveness right now. Father to God, we ask for consecration right now, perpetual, as the Rabbi said, consecration right now. Father to God that we can stay connected with you, connected with our bloodline as Hebrew Israelites. Father God, we are your children. We're praying for the seed right now, Father God, for we know where we came from. Lord, even the clouds underneath you are dirty, Father God. We know that we need cleaned up. Everyone needs cleansed up, Father, right now. We're praying upon that seed. We pray for our seed right now, that generation that's coming, that's going through right now, for we know where we've been and their their spiritual warfare in their system, their their spiritual warfare in their heads and their, their spiritual warfare in their minds right now. But God, you said you rain your spirit upon your people. We depend on you, Lord. We're trusting in you, Lord, and we give it over to you, Father God. We thank you for cleansing us up and leading us to this place where we are now. We thank you for facing east, Lord and knowing who we are. We thank you for the awakening and the identity you've showed us Father dear God. We ask that you wake up the generations to come and lead them and guide them and mold them and teach them we can't be judges father god you are the only judge it is all in your hands father god we give our children to you we give our lives to you we give our business to you we give our thoughts to you we ask that you lead us guide us teach us, and mold us lord we welcome you into our homes we welcome into your you lives and most of all we welcome into our hearts that you circumcise our hearts father dear god We love you that you've already done it right now. We love you, Lord. We love you, Yahweh. We lift your name on high. We thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us. We thank you for having that agape kind of love. As Yahshua, he sits on the right hand side. He's advocating for us right now, Lord, that we get it right and that we make it in. But we know through all his strength, Lord, that we will, Father God pray for the seed we're praying for the seed we pray for the seed that you will continuously water it you said like water by the river the roots and the soil are good that it will spring forward and be strong and healthy it will be stable it won't sway it will grow and it will produce more strong fruit that's the seed that we bear that's the seed that you've given us and that's the seed that we standing on we thank you lord you're a giving god you're a protective god you're a merciful god everything you give us is free we receive it we receive the peace we receive your love we receive you into our hearts we receive the strength, and we thank you. We thank you for the preachers, the teachers, the rabbis, the, the mothers, the fathers, everyone, because you said the greatest love is the one who lay their life down, and we lay our life down for you, Lord. We ask that our children that we're praying upon the sea life don't be cut short, that they honor their mother and father, and that there's no blasphemy alone, that comes out of their mouth. We know we are your children. We thank you today's a new anointing today's a fresh beginning for us to get it right. We thank you for the opportunity of waking us up once again. This we ask to take and I assure our Yahweh name. Amen. We thank you for tuning in every Saturday. Rabbis giving you the word, our young Kippur, the atonement, perpetually consecrating yourself by what? Prayer and fasting, your communion, your Kaddish. He gave it all to you, your bread and wine, every Saturday. Getting it right. We haven't always got it right. We know where we came from. It's a daily walk. We ask that you continuously join us every Saturday. We ask that you share this episode and we ask that the word has has pierced and consecrated your heart. We love you and we'll see you next week. Shalom. Amen.
1: Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.